Welcome to Travel with Stephanie Abrams. Well, um, I want to remind you before we get into the nitty gritty of this hour that you missed a whole lot already today. Go to sabrams.net, S-A-B-R-A-M-S.net. If you haven't been listening since maybe the summer, you may not be aware that sabrams.com an award-winning website with 19 years worth of content was hacked on the inglorious date of August 18th. But we have done a valiant job of starting a work in progress, which sabrams.com was as well, always adding to it. Uh, and you will find at sabrams.net every show podcast so that you can download us and take us with you. Uh, every show archived, show notes, a little information about the guests, links to the relevant website of our guests, um, everything that you need to re-listen or listen for the first time or share with a friend who maybe you want to plan some travels with. And um, photo galleries and blog and we're, we're working like the back wheels trying to catch up with the front wheels to bring sabrams.net to the same point of sabrams.com before it disappeared from the universe. So um, you can't lose us. And if you're listening for the first time, you're driving, you can't jot anything down, and you're on your car radio, um, know that if you drive out of the cell, the uh, radio frequency of the station you love to listen to, you can catch up with everything at sabrams.net uh, in podcasts and archived audio. So um, we're also working diligently on uh, finalizing episode 24 of Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams. You'll find the first 23 episodes of that show, plus nine vlogs, like blogs only in video, uh, at in, under Corona Voyage at sabrams.net. And um, I just made the decision last week that we're going to be doing more short vlog vignettes with updates about travel that you need to know about in this world that is changing as it relates to travel, not month to month, week to week, day to day, but second to second. I mean, you just, keeping up is almost impossible for us, and that's all we do. So your keeping up must be an impossible challenge, and we want to make it easy for you to be on top of information. On October 1st, we introduced Stay and Play USA. Um, we, of course, travel within the U.S. has always been an important issue. But for many Americans, when there was a time available to travel, they chose to cross water to another nation, whether it was an island nation in the Caribbean or another continent, or maybe drive across a border or fly across into Canada. At the moment, and of course we hope things will change for the better, uh, of late the trend has not been going for the better, our passports are pretty much worthless. Nobody wants us, and who can blame them? And I know many of you are 
not motivated to feel confident to get up and travel. And we've been doing for months now lots of conversation, discussions, featured educational, motivational information to give you the confidence to travel to some places as long as you have done your due diligence to know that those places are knocking themselves out to create a healthful environment with hopes that both you and their staff will leave their premises as healthy as you arrived. And you, you can't just rely on willy-nilly, just go any place, it's going to be fine. Because some places are not as meticulous as others. And the ones that are meticulous are my heroes. They are amazing. Um, I have, uh, you know, read stories online. I have talked with leaders in the travel industry. The lengths that they are going to, the creative inventiveness of their techniques and their protocols, their regimen for disinfecting and for prevention of this horribly contagious illness. And if you've just arrived from Mars, the illness we're talking about is the coronavirus, also um, a shortly named COVID-19, the 19 being for 2019 when it first emerged. And so I don't think you have to be a self-imposed prisoner if you do it right. And from my point of view, traveling right means you are outdoors as much as possible. You're not confined in elevators with people as much as possible. There are hoteliers that are only allowing two people in an elevator from the same family or a group of the same family traveling together in an elevator at a time so that you're not in an elevator exchanging air with a bunch of strangers. You, you need that distancing. You need hand sanitation constantly. Think of yourself as Lady Macbeth and just keep washing your hands till the skin comes off. Wear latex gloves. Get rid of them on a frequent basis. Wear a mask. Stay at least two meters. We say six feet here, and two meters is actually six and a half feet further if possible, go to destinations where the weather is temperate so you can be outside, eat outside. And from my point of view, if you especially are in the most vulnerable groups, although we have seen 17-year-olds and 25-year-olds pass away from this illness, one of whom uh, in the U.S. got it, got over it, and a month or so later got it again and died. Horrible story. I don't want that for you. I need every one of you in my audience. So we need to look at what's the best way to do it. And I have to tell you, know what a traveler I am. But I will be frank with you. Right now, if I need to be in Arizona, I'll get in my car and I'll drive there. I'm hoping we can get the confidence to rent a car because they've done amazing things to clean it first between you and the last passenger. That you can feel comfortable not bringing your trailer or your R driving your RV to be your own hotel. That you can stay in places where you have confidence. The air is sanitized. The people are sanitized. The rooms are sanitized. And you'll be okay. 
And so for that purpose of getting more information from someone who professes to know, whose title is Quality Standards Expert and Experiential Travel Scientist. That's a lot to get on a business card. We're going to be talking with Terry Suero to get his input on what is being done in the industry, what can be done, and to delve in with us into finding ways to travel that don't put our lives, our very lives at risk, or the risk that we carry it without catching it and deliver it to more vulnerable people that we know and love. So we're going to do all of that right after this. Guests of Stephanie Abrams' travel shows when here in the Berkshires of Western Massachusetts stay at the delightful and trendy boutique Hotel on North. Visit their website at hotelonnorth.com. I have on the line with me Terry Suero. He is the, a quality standards expert and experience, a lot for you to say, and easy too, experiential travel scientist from an organization called Travel COVID Safe. And um, this idea of Travel COVID Safe is really the underpinning of providing confidence for people to travel, isn't it, Terry? Did we lose Terry? Uh, I'm here. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. Um, isn't the, the instilling of information that is right on point related to helpful environments for people to travel to and in the key to giving people confidence to travel at all? Yes. Well, Actually, finally, you mentioned the confidence because that is the key part here, is how do we rebuild the confidence in travel to, to travel internationally or even locally? But it's, it's one thing to be safe, and the other thing, which is as important, is to be feeling safe and enjoying it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, the, yeah, you're right on when it says about rebuilding confidence. Uh, and that's one of the concerns that we have uh, in the private industry, given the situation that's going on. So uh, give us some insights into you. What is your background and how did you get into a position where, you know, we can we can have confidence in what you're sharing with us? Who are you? What is your background and what what is it about about you? How Uh, how did you get where you are? Uh, My background is actually in engineering, uh, both an undergrad and master's. Uh, And I got into... um, the travel business uh, after uh, a stint of working in a nursing home, specifically with assist with uh, memory care with dementia patients. And one of the things we discovered in that industry was with the right set of uh, triggers and experiences, we could really elevate the, the standard of living for somebody with memory care. And a simple notion behind it is if it, the, the basic human feature that we all need is to feel needed. We have a rural society. So that's what we did with these residents is, you know, saying that we basically bring them to work. We need help with the laundry folding and whatnot. Uh, well, that then translated as we did more and more studies, and we realized that everything we're developing for the memory care actually applies to all of us humans in general. 
uh, is not just uh, memory care. It's, it's all of us. We all need uh, uh, to feel validated and needed. And we took this idea that was designed for memory care and translated it to the travel industry. Well, we're going to take a quick break and come right back and dive in from there. And let's get into the travel part because that's the essence of what we need to know about. We're going to take a quick break and come right back. Don't leave me. Stephanie Abrams here. Movie show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com slash blog. That's s-a-b-r-a-m-s dot com slash blog and at biztv.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest, where it snows year-round. Santa's Workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year. And the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday. Or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. Where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. Ah, Curacao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curacao's capital city, Willemstead, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a a wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com or call toll free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222. Your U.S. passport is the key to your international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. 
Standard processing is currently four to six weeks, and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call 1-877-487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler Enrollment Program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today. It's Travel with Stephanie Abrams. On the line with me is Terry Suero. And Terry is very much involved as someone trying to help create the confidence necessary and the information you need to know related to what is going on to create safe opportunities for travel during this COVID era that is so unpredictable and frankly dangerous. So Terry, you started out um, involved with um, memory care institutions for people who were suffering, I suppose, with anything from dementia to uh, various phases of Alzheimer's. Um, how does that relate to COVID? Uh, many of the things we learned back then is that with the correct stimuli and the right order of the stimuli, we can really improve uh, the aspect of living for uh, these patients. And it parlayed directly to what we talk in the travel industry now as experiential travel design. Design the itineraries is more than just choosing a hotel. It's the order of experiences and how you place them. And that's how we migrated towards the travel side of a scientific perspective. Um, so what is it you actually do now? I'm sorry? What is it that you actually do? Sure. Uh, when this pandemic started, it really caught the whole industry by surprise. The whole world by surprise. Um, but you know, can I just interrupt you there? Sure. Um, it seemed that way, but it didn't. I mean, you know, it's funny how um, art projects life, not just imitates it, but there were already films out there like Outbreak and Contagion, and I can't even think of what the others are, but we are living in that movie right now. Yep. And so clearly it was predictable, and apparently... Um, from, you know, watching news reports and whatnot, uh, the Obama administration put out a hefty book of, I don't remember how many pages, uh, going over protocol related to the a potential epidemic or pandemic and how to deal with it. So it's been on people's minds for some time. And I think it caught the public by surprise because everybody just thought what we saw in the films Outbreak and Contagion were just so much fantasy like um, Matt Damon living on Mars. So given all of that, what is what what does you've got a website, travelcovidsafe.org. What does this the people behind travelcovidsafe.org, what are they doing? What we saw in our industry, and when I say we got caught surprise, and you're right, we shouldn't have. We knew it was happening. We, we saw that, not just in movies, but we saw Ebola, and we saw SARS. SARS, and- swine flu, avian flu. You know what happened in most of those? 
even though swine flu was mostly in Mexico, I don't think much happened in the U.S. related to swine flu. SARS stayed in Asia, didn't touch us. Ebola stayed in Africa, didn't touch us. And anything that's far away somehow seems like not my problem. And, and, but, and you're, but this you're time, exactly right. this time, not only did it get to us, it got worldwide. And you're exactly right. And that's what's so embarrassing for our industry, which is supposed to be world inclusive. We were being very selfish. It doesn't affect us. And that's why we're literally as an industry extremely embarrassed of not having been the lead in the top of all this. Do you remember uh, a Marlon Brando film? From it's an old film. If you're into old films, you'll know it called The Ugly American. It was based on a book called The Ugly American. And it was all about strife in Asia, problems in Asia. And there was the American embassy and the Americans who were in Asia at the time when all this awfulness was going on. And and I, I saw the film ages ago. But in the film, you become attached to the characters. The, the Americans and the Asians, and you're attached to all these people. You bond with them and their strife, their problems, the ills that are befalling them. And the film, and you care about them, and they're dying. And it's the end of the film, and it looks like an Archie Bunker kind of a character from All in the Family, sitting in his lounge chair in front of his TV screen. And the news comes on. This is how it ends. You switch from Asia to this guy in his living room. And as the film ends, the news comes on the TV screen. And the, and the commentator on the news program says, and in Asia today, and the guy stands up, turns off the TV and walks out of the room. And that's how it ends. Because it's happening over there. It's not our problem. It's not our business. It is now, people. Pay attention. Your neighbors matter. We'll be right back. Don't leave me. This is Stephanie Abrams. Portions of today's show brought to you by Curacao, offering vacationers cultural experiences wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture, a UNESCO World Heritage City on a southern Caribbean island with coves, beaches, and over 60 dive and snorkeling sites. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com. Your U.S. passport is the key to your international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. Standard processing is currently four to six weeks, and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call one 877 487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler Enrollment Program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today. 
Movie show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com slash blog. That's s-a-b-r-a-m-s dot com slash blog and at biztv.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. Ah, Curacao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curacao's capital city, Willemstead, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com or call toll-free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222. The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop, where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest, where it snows year-round. Santa's Workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year. And the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday. Or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass., where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. Rumors, Stephanie Abrams' novel of secrets, lies, and conspiracies that ensnare the lives of ordinary people in a tightening web that all starts with rumors. Available at Amazon.com in print and Kindle formats and BarnesandNoble.com. Rumors by Stephanie Abrams, the perfect leisure time companion. Coast to coast with the most travel professionals and the best business and leisure travel information. Travel with Stephanie Abrams and on-air traveling companion David. It's travel with Stephanie Abrams. We're talking with Terry Suero, and he is with a company whose website is travelcovidsafe.org. And um, 
You know, at the end of the last segment, we're talking about, at least I was talking about, um, we can't ignore what goes on somewhere else. At the moment, we can't ignore what goes on in the next town or village or city from where we live or the next state. But we really can't ignore the global village that the planet has become. Our oceans don't protect us anymore, not from enemies and not from unseen enemies that come in the form of germs of various sorts, virals, bugs, and bacteria, and who knows what. And I just have to insert a little note, Terry, that something I've been thinking about talking about with my audience, and I will at further length, if you don't take care of your neighbors, and in this case, our neighbors of the world, but if you don't take care of your neighbors, if you don't care what goes on in Canada or Mexico or Central America, let me just plant this seed with you while I've got it. How would you feel when China or Russia decides to cozy up with Canada or Mexico or Central American destinations or Caribbean destinations who welcome their help, their input. They'll build hospitals for them. They'll build football stadiums for them. They'll help them out. They'll create businesses. They'll build factories. And one day they'll put army installations there. You got to be nice to your neighbors, people. You can't treat them like trash because somebody else that you don't like might befriend them and you'll have an enemy on your border instead. And travel, tourism, hospitality depends on that word, hospitality. We have to like each other. We have to care about each other. And when there's a problem, we have to work together on solving the problem, whatever the problem is. This problem it's clearly unavoidable. Some problems we can look the other way. We just ignore them. We pretend they're not there. This COVID problem, you pretend it's not there and go about your used to be normal business. And regrettably, you probably won't be listening next week because we, you will have had a very small funeral because most people weren't allowed to come because you can't congregate. It's one of the things going on in Ireland right now, Terry. Um, you can't have more than 10 people at a funeral. In Ireland, any, any unknown individual will have a funeral with 250 to 500 people there. Their whole town will show up. Not anymore. Now they line the street that the hearse goes by and they stand two meters apart, six foot six, all along the route from wherever the, the, the hearse is leaving uh, the church or the funeral home to the cemetery. I, I have pictures of it in a town called Glenariff. Glen, Glenariff in uh, Northern Ireland, County Antrim, Northern Ireland. And I will be sharing that in a blog and a vlog very soon with you. It was the most touching thing I've ever seen. And it was a 23-year-old girl who died. So um, this has got to stop. And the good news is there is talk about at least two different vaccines that we hope don't have harmful side effects because they've only been tested for a short period of time in a lab and um, with a, a population of people. And we hope that it's going to work to inoculate and protect us from catching it. 
But in the meantime, I'm sure so many of you, like me, would love to just go places. And there are ways to do that that my guest, Terry Suero, is here to share with us. What tips do you have for us on, uh, and, and information do you have on hotels and attractions and you know, restaurants and others that you may be in contact with to implement the kind of regimen to give confidence to people that when they travel, traveling wisely, they can do that and not suffer dire, irreversible consequences. Correct. Uh, there is a path out there. There is going to be a, an ability that's growing uh, to travel safely. Regardless of COVID vaccine or not, uh, the safety uh, pattern of healthcare is has gained an importance now, and travelers will always, at least for the foreseeable future, always be considering that as part of the itinerary. Uh, but Stephanie, you mentioned something earlier that is a key word uh, to everything that's going on, and it's that inclusive word of working together. Uh, to keep safe in travel, uh, it, it's a partnership between the traveler, who's going to be compliant and, and, and try to uh, uh, stay within what's safe, with also the operators, the hoteliers, the, the, the transport people, uh, that's going to be a partnership. Uh, but even more so, there's a, a strong partnership that's being created in the industry itself. Uh, and it's about working together, and that's actually exactly what uh, our organization has been trying to do. Uh, we, we came up, uh, when this happened, what we've seen uh, in the last six months is the industry reacting in many different ways. Uh, suddenly, there are standards from each country. And some of them have amazing ones, like Portugal and Singapore. And other ones, frankly, uh, let's say the countries, uh, are a joke. It's just saying something to give, get people there that we are COVID safe. Oh, oh, stop right there. Health. Stop right there. Stop right there. Who do you see as a joke? Uh, there's certain countries. Like uh, political. <laughs> do you want me to mention that? Or? I do. Uh-oh, did I lose you? Where'd no, you... I mean, here. Okay, which, which countries do you think are not doing a good job? It's, it's, it's a touchy subject because it varies. In the beginning, they all fall tune of trying to get standards in place. Well, I understand that. But, well, the problem is that at some point, there are flights that are going to happen from the U.S. that maybe aren't happening today to some of these places. And if there are any places that are on the questionable list, one would first of all think they would be listed at um, travel.state.gov, which is the part of the State Department of the United States website system that gives you travel advisories. And when you get there, it will warn you. For instance, during the SARS ep epidemic, which was pretty much uh, sequestered in China and Hong Kong. Um, Hong Kong was listed as a place that was like, you know, red flag, don't go there. There have been times when there were strikes and riots and whatever in Athens, Greece, in Paris, France, where if you went to travel.state.gov, it would tell you 
this is not a time you want to be going to these places. So I think we have a responsibility. If you have expert knowledge because you have labeled yourself a quality standards expert, that as an expert, you can share with us those places whose regimens for sanitation are questionable. Mm -hmm. And so when they start promoting, when there are flights available, which they may be right now, maybe you want to think twice before you decide to pick that place of all places on the globe. And, uh, you know, given that we've got a country 3,000 miles wide and 1,500 miles high, uh, north-south, and we got plenty of places we can go here. And so if you know of places that are not doing a good job, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know of any in particular. I'm, you know, that's not, that's not what I generally do in terms of what I'm searching for to share with my audience. But I can tell you right now, there's a gorgeous, beautiful island filled with wonderful people called the Dominican Republic. And they spend a lot of money promoting themselves. And they've got beautiful resorts. But even the people who live there can't drink the water. And God forbid you get injured, as my husband did when we visited there. You're taken to a hospital with a, with a it looks like a mesh unit in Korea from 1950. And the x-ray machine was exported from there. I've never seen an x-ray machine that looked like the 1950s IBM Univac computer that took up a whole room in a hot destination where the hospital isn't air-conditioned and you're injured. They set up our suite in our hotel like a hospital room with IV and a hospital bed so we wouldn't have to, he wouldn't have to stay in the hospital. And that wasn't my request. I mean, I didn't know what we were going to do. That was the decision of the doctor at this hospital in the Dominican Republic. So there are places that, you know, they're wonderful places, beautiful resorts, lovely people, but it's a third world nation. And with COVID, happily, my husband's injury, he was able to recover from. No big deal. It was a big deal at the moment, but he got past it. COVID, you might not get past. So I think we have a responsibility if you have expert knowledge as this expert in, you know, COVID and sanitation and experiments, experiential travel and whatever, and you know something, I think you have a responsibility to share it. So sure. spit it out. <laughs> but what I'm referring to is that you have to look at this from multiple levels. One is the standards that a country giving to their operators locally. And there's a whole segment, even before COVID, about healthcare, as you mentioned uh, in your experience, which is also not going to be considered. And then there's the, the third most important one is a path inside the country that is safe. There are always going to be people who are more compliant than others. And that's what we're trying to identify for travelers, is assess the risk you want to take when you travel to a certain area. And that's what Travel COVID said came to be. It, it, it was a, a group... Uh, of healthcare providers, that we took what had happened, what was used in the AHA, the American Healthcare Association, back in the 90s and 2000s when they changed to acuity levels, and we copied that and, and, and translated it to a way to, uh, to impact the travel industry. So in essence, what it is, is what we see right now, there's 
lots and lots of different standards. Uh, Marriott has their own standards. Country have their own standards. There's other standard companies out there, which basically make it a potpourri of standards for a traveler. Yeah, but you know, the interesting thing is, one of the countries that got it under control and then opened up and quickly relapsed, and there were many, uh, including Italy and Spain and France and but you know, we were in Ireland in February with plans to fly home on the 18th of March, and our flight was canceled. And not only was our flight canceled in March, but they stopped flying to our airport. Uh, and we didn't get home till July 20th. But I was in Northern Ireland with my husband in a house that we rented for four, four and a half months of the five months, a little more than five months we were in Ireland, and seeing the daily news from a European's perspective. Ireland put task force, the Republic of Ireland, put task force in, forces in place for every industry with the leaders in those industries to create COVID protocols. And the hoteliers that were involved, many of whom I knew, um, or on the task force, came up with very strict protocols for getting it under control, which they did. And once they did, they reopened and bingo, it came back in. So they're in lockdown right now. And you know, you can't go, you're not allowed to go more than five kilometers from your house in Ireland at the moment. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't leave us, this is important. Passport is the key to your international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. Standard processing is currently four to six weeks, and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call 1-877-487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler Enrollment Program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today. Rumors, Stephanie Abrams' novel of secrets, lies, and conspiracies that ensnare the lives of ordinary people in a tightening web that all starts with rumors. Available at Amazon.com in print and Kindle formats and BarnesandNoble.com. Rumors by Stephanie Abrams, the perfect leisure time companion. 
coast to coast with the most travel professionals and the best business and leisure travel information. Travel with Stephanie Abrams and on-air traveling companion David. The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest where it snows year-round, Santa's Workshop where he welcomes visitors every day of the year, and the Bavarian Christmas Village filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday. Or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass., where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. Movie show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com slash blog. That's s-a-b-r-a-m-s dot com slash blog and at biztv.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. Ah, Curacao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curacao's capital city, Willemstead, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com or call toll free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222. It's travel with Stephanie Abrams. Is Terry Suero? His organization is uh, Travel COVID Safe. Their website is travelcovidsafe.org. I hope you can find specifics there to help you in your travels. Um, we were talking in the last segment about com- countries doing a good job stamping out COVID. You mentioned Singapore. Singapore is a dictatorship. Um, it's easy for them to get anything done. Uh, it's a destination I will never visit again. I went once. It was enough. It is an immaculate 
destination. It is clean. There are great hotels there. If you have to go for business, go. Um, I wouldn't otherwise, I, I wouldn't even go for business personally. I do a Zoom meeting. Um, I didn't know until we got to the airport to come home how many laws I had broken for which I could have been fined. And many of their punishments are not just a night in jail, but they will take out a cat of nine tails like the slave owners did to the slaves in America and lash you. So, and I didn't know that it is against the law in Singapore to chew gum. It is against, and you can't buy gum in Singapore. But, you know, if you take a 19-hour flight to get somewhere, you're going to have gum for the airplane so, so your ears don't pop. And so chewing gum, jaywalking, and when you get, are punishable. When you get to the airport, there's a T-shirt that's very popular that people buy to take home. And that's where I learned, and then I asked questions and found out the T-shirt wasn't kidding. The T-shirt says, Singapore is a fine, F-I-N-E, city. The word fine is underlined. And then they list about 30 things on the shirt that you can get fined for. The first, uh, among them being chewing gum and uh, jaywalking. So, um, of course, in the major part of the downtown area of Singapore, you could get killed if you jaywalk. So it's not a good idea. But we did it. Listen, I grew up in New York. There's no cars coming. You're going to stand on a corner and wait for a light? Why? So, yeah, why? Because you'll get arrested. That's why. <laughs> so, um, so it's easy for a country like that to lay down the law and mandate. Ireland is a very democratically run country, and they came up with a plan. I, one of the problems that I see in the U.S. is we have yet to get a federally recommended regimen for each industry on protocols so that we're not duplicating efforts all in 50 different states and every town, village, and municipality. If we had one guideline for everybody, it would help. And it doesn't mean it has to be a law. It means it has to be guidelines. This is what you should be doing. Now, whether or not you attach penalties to that is a whole different issue. But we're not doing that here. It relies on different places, including apparently travelcovidsafe.org to give us some insights. So we got a couple of minutes left in this hour, Terry. What is it people should be doing? I think the main thing is to tap into the network of travel COVID safe companies and individuals. Uh, if you look overall, there's a lot of standards, as you said, and everybody's doing something different and something doing right. Some are not that right. Uh, even the, the, the major standard right now in the world is WTTC, the World Travel and Tourism Organization. Uh, but their standards, which are very good, have no teeth. And what happens is the following, and this is where we came in, is that they, if you look at the travel industry specifically, everybody's saying they're doing the right thing. Now, within that special uh, group, there's a subgroup that are actually doing the right things. And that's what we need to identify, and that's what we did. That's what we're doing. We are the only uh, accreditation uh, group that is based solely on the CDC guidelines, and we incorporate some of the WHO guidelines that add to it. But it's based on the CDC guidelines for American travelers, so we know what we're following, what rules are we, are we following. And then specifically, it's an accreditation process that's three audits. So if it's not audited, it doesn't mean anything. 
You know, and, you make such a good point. Um, we were, the last 17 days that we were in Ireland, um, 14 of them were in County Kerry in a town called Listowel. And just before we came home from Ireland on July 20th. And we went at the social distance to the Kerry Writers Museum where outside the door as you enter, inside the lobby as you enter, there are hand sanitizing equipment. Tables and chairs are spaced. How many people can go through the museum in a period of time is all counted. And while I was sitting at the table waiting for Jimmy Dinahan, a past uh, famous athlete to in Ireland to meet up with us, uh, somebody came in from the Irish um, Tourism Board, Fault to Ireland, with a clipboard to check they were doing everything by their protocol. So important. We got to have you back again. Got to fly now. Welcome to Travel with Stephanie Abrams. You have no idea how excited I am about today's programming. And I want you to get real comfortable. If you're driving and you drive out of the range of the radio station you're listening to in your car, know that you can go to sabramsabrams.net, sabrams.net. And there you'll be able to find archived audio with show notes, a little information about our guests, a link to our guests' website. So you don't have to worry about writing anything down, um, fooling around with the radio and driving off the road. Uh, you can find it there. Also at sabrams.net, you'll find the show's podcast. And you can download us and take us with you wherever you're going. And every podcaster out there, name the podcaster you love, they carry our show, Travel with Stephanie Abrams. And so if you miss anything today, make sure you go and listen to, and I'm going to tell you the show number, it's show number 1714, and you will find all of the interviews that we, we're doing today. Um it, later today, we're going to be talking with the general manager of the Titanic Hotel Belfast, which is built right next to Titanic Belfast, the museum exhibit in Belfast. That's incredible. And um, you're really going to enjoy this one as well. And in between, I've got some travel tips for you on navigating traveling safely even while we are hearing about continually growing numbers of COVID cases in the U.S. I managed to live healthily in Ireland for five months this year when we couldn't get home. Went to Belfast, not Belfast. Well, we went to Belfast to swap out a car because they needed the car we rented in Dublin. <laughs> Gave us a different one with the U.K. license plates. But we managed to get through Dublin Airport, an international flight, picking up a car to drive to another airport when we landed in Boston to get our car from Hartford, Connecticut. And um, we've been home since July 20th. And Knockwood, we followed all the protocols. And, um, you know, I don't want to have the evil eye upon me, but you can do it, you can go places, and you can stay healthy. 
and you'll find many of those tips in my blogs and elsewhere and we're going to give be giving you some more today so give some thought and one of the things you want to do is travel close to home if you can take a road trip you will fall into my new feature stay and play usa and if you live in massachusetts Hi, all y'all listening on WSBS AM and FM out of Great Barrington and WBRK AM and FM out of Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Give some thought to that breakaway within Massachusetts that you so much need, deserve, require to maintain some balance in your life and have some fun in the safest possible way. For everybody else, Take notes, pay attention, and start planning for next spring, next summer. It'll be here before you know it. And then when you're ready to say, okay, Mabel, let's get up and go, you'll have at the top of your list a place that reminds me of being in Europe. Because when you're in Europe, you'll go from one town to the next, one village to the next, one city to the next in short periods of time and everywhere you look you have history and architecture and outdoorsy wonderful experiences all around you as opposed to driving from the east coast to california and having about a thousand or fifteen hundred miles in the middle where you can drive for a day and a half and see nothing in massachusetts you have that european experience of history culture art and gorgeous landscapes and seascapes and by the side of a lakescape. I just invented that word, lakescape. Shakespeare invented words. I can do it too. It's okay. So I want to dive in this hour with the brand new, almost brand new, brand new to me, executive director of the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism, and uh, you can take a look at their website at Visit MA, like Ma from Massachusetts, Visit MA. And uh, it's visitma.com, unless I'm wrong. And my guests will correct me right after this. Portions of today's show brought to you by Curacao, offering vacationers cultural experiences wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture, a UNESCO World Heritage City on a southern Caribbean island with coves, beaches, and over 60 dive and snorkeling sites. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com. I've lived in a number of states. I was born in Baltimore. When I was seven, we moved to Miami, to South Beach. My family owned a piece of property on Ocean Drive I wish we owned today. Somebody told me a couple of years ago it was worth $26 million. Sorry my parents sold it. That was a mistake. <laughs> we moved from there to New York. And we also lived on Long Island. And, which is really uh, a hop and a jump from New York City. And somewhere in there, in the mid-1980s, in 1986, we bought a house in western Massachusetts after spending a lot of weekends and some summertime stretches of weeks in western Massachusetts in Berkshire County. 
And because we did that, my children learned to ski in Massachusetts. Uh, we visited so many sites from Plymouth on the east coast of Massachusetts to so many wonderful places in Berkshire County and western Massachusetts and in between. There is so much here that you have that kind of European experience of being able to wake up in the morning and do as much or as little at the pace that you're interested in of indoorsy, outdoorsy, cultural, historic, name it. It's here. And you don't have to do a lot of traveling in terms of travel time once you're in Massachusetts to get from one fantastic place to another. And so I am just thrilled that I have connected with Keiko Oral, who is the executive director of MOT, the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. And you have no idea how thrilled I am to have you on the air with me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Stephanie, thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. And thank you so much for the invitation. Uh, and totally I'm my excited pleasure. about the conversation we're, we're going to have about our wonderful state and hope that the listeners are inspired to, to plan and travel and, um, and really just explore our, our great Commonwealth. And so easy to get to people. So easy to get to. Um, either, you know, by air, by car, by train, by, however you want to travel. So easy to get to. So first, let's find out a bit more about you, uh, Keiko. Um, when did you take over this position? So I am a former legislator. I was a state representative from the 12th Bristol District, which is Lakeville, Middleborough, Berkeley, and Taunton. I served four terms, and then I um, was appointed by the governor in this position in last March of, of 2019. So I've been in the position over a year and a half and it's a, it's a great, it's a great spot for me because I'm, I'm passionate. I love our state. And I think that the hospitality industry, especially during this COVID period has been hit hard. And oh yeah. Someone to really be an advocate for, for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is, you know, we've been talking about this for weeks, and I guess it was October 1st that we formally launched Stay and Play USA. Because first of all, our passports are worthless. Even Canada doesn't want to see us. And so if you're going to be home and you're going to travel, you may as well go to places. First, draw a circle around where you live, people, and support the economy because one out of every nine people on this planet is employed by travel, tourism, and hospitality. And my greatest fear is just a week or so ago, we talked about the Roosevelt Hotel in New York City has closed. Um, that, that hotel was in business 97 years. And my greatest fear is that when this iron curtain of disease is lifted, many touristic places will have suffered such financial damage that they are shuttered up. And the last thing I can fathom is going to wonderful places that look like, you know, ghost towns in the Southwest, you know, when the, the cowboys moved out <laughs> and the town fell apart and everything's boarded up. You know, we don't want to see that happen. So we need to look at where can we go 
And where can we go that's interesting, exciting, gives us the kind of memories that fit my mission, which is to introduce my audiences to destinations and the venues within those destinations, hotels and attractions and resorts and what have you, that well, I, I believe you'll come love, home from. I love the initiative, the state. Stay and Play USA, and it goes it goes right along with with our theme that we're here, having here in Massachusetts. That's focused on small businesses. And you're right; we don't want to get to a place where our beloved, you know, we went there as a child is closed. Um, you know, exactly the, the different experiences that we've had and the memories that we've had. We don't want those mom and pop small businesses to, to go away. So our initiative is is similar to other states' initiatives where we're asking people to stay and play. So we're right in sync. And just to finish, um, my mission is to introduce my audiences to places I believe if they go there and partake of what is offered, they will come home enriched, enhanced, inspired, and uplifted, and somehow know they're better people because of the experience they just had, and Massachusetts is a perfect fit. We're going to take a quick break, pay close attention to our sponsors in the commercial break. We'll be right back. Don't leave me. This is Stephanie Abrams talking with Keiko Oral, the Executive Director of the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Don't leave me. Movie show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com slash blog. That's S-A-B-R-A-M-S dot com slash blog and at biztv.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest, where it snows year-round. Santa's Workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year. And the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday. Or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. Where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. 
Ah, Curacao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curacao's capital city, Willemstad, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com or call toll free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222. Your U.S. passport is the key to your international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. Standard processing is currently four to six weeks, and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call 1-877-487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler Enrollment Program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today. It's travel with Stephanie Abrams. On the line with me is Keiko Matsudo Oral. I love your name. I could dance to it. It's very musical. She is the executive director of MOT, the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. You can check out their website at visitma.com. It is .com, yes? It is. Good, okay. Because many tourist boards have a .org going on there. So, I, you know, I, I thought I had it right, but I always like to check. Don't want to send you people to the wrong place. Visitma.com. And you can find more uh, in the show notes at both our podcasts and our uh, archived audio and show notes at sabrams.net, where the link is right there for you to click through. So, um You've, I think we ought to give firstly an overview of what it is that Massachusetts has to offer in, in just a kind of broad strokes. And then in the next segment, we'll get into taking, uh, you know, all of the big picture apart into detail. Sure. Um, our, our mission, the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism, is to promote the whole state. Um, as a leisure and business travel destination. And we are divided, uh, we're split up into 16 regional tourism councils. So it's it's different regions of the state that market the state uh, so in their unique properties. And we are excited about the fact that we have that many different places around the state. So we have the Berkshires, we have Cape Cod, we have North of Boston, we have Worcester, we have places all across the state that are really 
focused and trying to promote that specific area. You know, and, and one of the things as you were talking, and as you mentioned each place, I thought of three others <laughs> that I would throw in. Well, there's 16. <laughs> I know, yes. but you know, the things that come to mind, um, close to your heart, too, um, as uh, you're based in Boston and live close to that area, um, are places like uh, Plymouth, where you can go to Plymouth, Massachusetts and interface with people who have immersed themselves into the characters of the real people who used to live there. In fact, you know, just as a funny aside, years ago we took our children to Plymouth, Massachusetts, and we're walking around the Plymouth Plantation, and you've got all these people walking around in colonial garb, and they are uh, all the people, each of the people are actors who have internalized the life of the character they are portraying who was a real person who lived there. And I got lucky enough to be standing next to a man who was a descendant of the guy he was talking to. And so he was telling the character in colonial garb all about the people who were born as a result of this guy landing at Plymouth and living. Oh, man, I have to tell you, that was one memorable moment. I got so lucky on that one. So, Stephanie, I'm going to add to that and just tell you that my son is actually one of those characters at Plymouth Patuxet. It's called Plymouth Patuxet now. What is it called? His character is Experience Mitchell. And so this was a very big year for Plymouth um, with the 400th, commemoration of the mayflower and the 1620 pilgrims yeah 1620 landing and and so they they've had a lot of different plans that needed to be changed they're they're refocusing and trying to get things going for 2021 but but uh plymouth patuxet is 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 open and uh, if you get you know if you get lucky you may run into experience mitchell and and that's my that's my little boy and my little boy ethan Oh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that as soon as uh, we get our act together here. Experience Mitchell is his name, yes. his character name. Yeah. Um, and w- say the second word after Plymouth. I I have trouble catching. It's Patuxet. Can you spell Plymouth Patuxet? P A T U X E T. Oh, and Patuxet. And they just changed it this year. Okay. Good. One more thing to learn. Okay. So. <laughs> Um, and, and I also thought about Sturbridge, which uh, people, if you've ever been to um, uh, Williamsburg, Virginia, if you've ever been to Old Bethpage Restoration on Long Island, New York, um, there are similarities, but it's different. Uh, and there's a wonderful restaurant there, the, the public house, um, where, in fact, a member of our family chose to have a uh, birthday party that we went to. Uh, and they gave us a private room with a fireplace, and it's all very colonial and wonderful. And at Sturbridge, you've got a restored village that I know many of you were homeschooling your children before the COVID thing came upon us. And now many more of you are homeschooling your children. If you want your children to have a real learning experience you need to take them to these kinds of places, and Sturbridge is a marvelous place to take your children. Visit ma.com. We'll be right back. Don't leave me. 
portions of today's show brought to you by Curacao, offering vacationers cultural experiences wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture. A UNESCO World Heritage City on a southern Caribbean island with coves, beaches, and over 60 dive and snorkeling sites. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com. Your U.S. passport is the key to your international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. Standard processing is currently four to six weeks, and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call 1-877-487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler Enrollment Program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today. Movie show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com slash blog. That's s-a-b-r-a-m-s dot com slash blog and at biztv.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. Ah, Curacao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curacao's capital city, Willemstead, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com or call toll free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222. The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop, where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest, where it snows year-round. Santa's Workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year. And the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. 
In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday. Or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass., where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. Rumors. Stephanie Abrams' novel of secrets, lies, and conspiracies that ensnare the lives of ordinary people in a tightening web that all starts with rumors. Available at Amazon.com in print and Kindle formats and BarnesandNoble.com. Rumors by Stephanie Abrams, the perfect leisure time companion. Coast to coast with the most travel professionals and the best business and leisure travel information. Travel with Stephanie Abrams and on-air traveling companion David... It's travel with Stephanie Abrams. You, as a frequent listener, know where I live. I mean, is there a week that goes by I don't mention it? Those of you who have been listening for years and years have heard me talk about not only all of the joyous places there are to visit in western Massachusetts where we live in Berkshire County from where this world-class everything. Culturally, world-class everything. The Sterling and Francine Clark Art Institute, the Norman Rockwell Museum, uh, the Colonial Theater where Sarah Bernhardt performed, it was either seven or nine times, I think it was seven times. Um, The list goes on. It's pages and pages of people whose names you would know. UB Blake performed at the Colonial Theater. If you don't know who UB Blake is, look it up and then go find his music. Uh, and then thank me for that introduction. It It's a theater that is the kind of theater you'd have to go to Milan or Paris or London or Belfast in Northern Ireland. In fact, when I went to the Belfast Opera House in Belfast, Northern Ireland, it looks like the Colonial Theater in Pittsfield, Massachusetts on steroids. <laughs> it's enormous. <laughs> This isn't quite that big, and today has 800 seats, but what a wonderful place. You know the kind of place with the, the, the box seats, with velvet and cherubs painted on the ceilings and all that sort of thing. What an experience. And we've got Thanksgiving and the holidays coming up. I know many of you are not going to be getting together with family. Um, some of them even family that's not that far away. But if family members have to take a flight, um, maybe they're opting out of doing that this Thanksgiving, this Christmas, New Year's period. Um, and if you're feeling like a lonely acre, as my mother would describe it, <laughs> that was her favorite term for being alone. I feel like a lonely acre. <laughs> if you're feeling like a lonely acre, give some thought to traveling someplace convenient that will lift your spirits you won't feel alone. You'll create new and wonderful memories. And if you're in Massachusetts particularly, look what you've got surrounding you. So maybe this is the time you look at all the tips that we've given you and check with the hotelier on what their protocols are for your health and safety. You will be dazzled by the lengths and depths they are going to. 
to deep clean everything so that both the guests and their staff can stay healthy and enjoy the experience. On the line with us is Keiko Oral, who is about to become a Bachan for all my Japanese listeners. <laughs> You want to share that with my audience, or we'll just let our Japanese oh, listeners sure. figure it I'm out. Oh, sure. I'm very excited. As I was, as we were talking before the show, I was explaining that I'm going to become a grandma in April and expecting our first grandchild. And my heritage is Japanese, so I'm going to be an obachan. Oh. So that's exciting and uh, definitely something to look forward to and 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 hopeful, especially during this awful awful pandemic. Uh, so. uh, does your family live close to Boston? Um, so we currently, I'm, I'm living in Plymouth County, and I live in Lakeville, the God's country, beautiful Lakeville, Massachusetts. And my husband is five generations Lakeville. I'm originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, and we actually met in the Pioneer Valley. So okay. I went to Smith, and my husband went to UMass, and and in fact, we love uh, Western Mass and the Berkshires, and we vacationed in the Berkshires in October in North Adams. It was phenomenal. For all of your listeners uh, who are outside of the Berkshires, the people that are in the Berkshires know how beautiful it is, but the for folks that are not there, uh, I mean, it was it was phenomenal. And like you, you were saying, we, we created a different memory. I didn't give my money to New Hampshire or, 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 or Maine. I gave it to Massachusetts. Go you. And, <laughs> and so that's where we are just, we're thrilled to explore the different parts of the state from Nantucket to Martha's Vineyard to, to New Bedford. To, to Salem. Gloucester. To Salem. Uh, Don't forget Salem, one of my favorite places Salem. Yep. with all of exactly. its history and associated literature. And in fact, you could get on a literature trail in Massachusetts that will bring you to places like, um, what is it, uh, Anne of the Green Gables or whatever. I, you know, I've never read that book. I'm ashamed to tell you. But that was one of those books that depended on what English teacher you got, <laughs> depended on what you read. We read Silas Marner instead. But out here in Berkshire County, you can visit the home, uh, Arrowhead, the home of Herman Melville, um, and go watch the film. You're home. You got time. Watch the film In the Heart of the Sea. Can't tell you one of the actors' names. Don't remember. I saw it in Dublin when it first came out. And we went to um, Drumcliff Mall, to the Drumcliff Cinema, for those of you who know, in County Dublin, uh, right near Sandyford, uh, where the Drumcliff Mall is. And we went to see In the Heart of the Sea. And it's, it's the story of how Moby Dick was written. It's not the story of Moby Dick, although some of the story gets told wrapped into the film. But it's the story about how Herman Melville went to meet an older gentleman who had been a teenager on board the ship when the story of Moby Dick, you know, he wrote the story that evolved from it. And he was going to write it as a nonfiction. But after listening to this man tell the story, which you see in this feature film, he decided to write it as a novel. And the last lines in the movie, which are really not a spoiler, because nothing to do with the plot. But the last line of the movie is, the man who has just recounted the tales of when he was on 
the ship being you know chased by the white whale and chasing the white whale and whatever. The man says to Melville, what are you going to do now? And Melville says, I'm going to Pittsfield. Now, <laughs> nobody in this theater in Dublin had any idea what is Pittsfield. And oh. Pittsfield, I think, is what, the third or fourth largest city in Massachusetts and is where my studio is. And we live, uh, we live a, a quarter of a mile from the border between the town we live in and the town of Pittsfield. We live in Lanesboro, Massachusetts. And when the man said, I'm going to Pittsfield, and that was a surprise to me. I didn't expect to hear that. But he was going to Pittsfield because his house is on Holmes Road, named for Oliver Wendell Holmes, whose house was down the road a piece and just resold recently. And um, Arrowhead, run by the Berkshire Historical Society, is on Holmes Road. So when he said, I'm going to Pittsfield, I, like at a basketball game, made a fist, crooked my arm at the elbow, plunged my fist toward the ceiling of the theater, and at the top of my lung said, yes! <laughs> Now the credits come on the screen. And we're sitting on the aisle. And as we're getting up, the people next to us are standing up also. And the gentleman next to me looks at me and said, why did you do that? <laughs> and I explained to him, and he said, oh, I'll have to tell everybody in the theater that, um, you know, we live down the road a piece from the town of Pittsfield. Uh, we actually live on the other side of the lake from where Pittsfield is. And um, I just thought that was incredible. So if you are a Moby Dick fan and you want to follow a literary trail, we've got that for you too. And by the way, Keiko, I have to say, I haven't heard anybody at Mott say as much about Berkshire County as you just did with such <laughs> enthusiasm and such a personal endorsement of... If you had some time to get away, you chose to go to North Adams, where Mass Mocha is. And if you know the Whitney Museum um, or the Metropolitan Museum, uh, the Museum of Modern Art, MoMA in New York City, Mass, yes. Mocha, Mass Mocha makes them look like an old, dusty museum with nothing but dinosaur bones because it is so avant-garde and way out there. And nearby in, in um, Williamstown, where Williams College is, which is just up the road a couple of miles, um, you'll find uh, the Williams College Museum of Art, which is free. Free is always good. And it's a small museum, action-packed with wonderful things to see. And uh, if, if you're traveling with children, they love the Williams College Museum of Art because it's it's small, it's bright, it's colorful, it's unique. You'll you'll just love it there. And at Mass Mocha, make sure you go to what do they call it? Kids something. Oh, I've forgotten the name Kid of it. Kids Space. Thank you very much, producer husband. Kids Space. Um, you take your kids there, and they have hands-on stuff. So, you know, they generally have things like, you know, water paints, watercolor paints and, and Play-Doh and crayons and lots of paper and other kinds of materials so that the artistic creativity of the child visitor, maybe the one you're homeschooling, what an experience. And they have interesting displays and installations just for children. And if I'm right, I'm pretty sure I am, there's no fee to get into kids' space. 
So and they have a cute little cafe too. Stop and have a bite. But and that's another place that's so big that social distancing yourself a snap. So easy to do. So tell us more about what's on your mind. You've been working well, on a project having to do with women trailblazers. Tell us about historic that. Historic women trailblazers of Massachusetts. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I was recounting just two, three weeks ago when we were at the Susan B. Anthony Museum in Adams. Uh, Adams. Right. And it it's a small, it's a, her birthplace. And so it's small, but it was very safe. They had all the, they had protocols in place. It, it, it was a self-guided tour. It was well worth, um, you know, stopping in and, and taking a look and learning about history. But our initiative with, with the Office of Travel and Tourism was one that came about even, even during um, COVID. I was a little concerned that we weren't going to be able to, to pull it all together just because we're, we're working remotely. But uh, our team, it was an in-house production. We highlighted over 70 historic women across Massachusetts wow. who have who have made contributions to the arts, to sciences, to, to politics, to, um, to, 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 to highlight the 100th anniversary of, of the suffrage movement and the women's right to vote. This is an important year for women, and, and we're excited about the piece. It, it talks, it, there's a little short narrative, and you can find it at visitma.com. There's a short narrative about, about each woman, and then it has a place to visit where either they, there was a birthplace or a, a historical uh, sculpture or, or a park, and they're, they're organized by region. And, and it's really just an interesting read of, of inspiring, uh, you know, trailblazers. So it's, it's exciting, and there are a number of them from from Western Massachusetts. You know, my hometown, or what my one of my favorites, Sandra Abbott from from Northampton, Sophia Smith from Northampton, and uh, I went to Smith, and that's where I, I have a special affinity. And Go I, you. I think it's something your 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 listeners should definitely check out and take a friend and go on a road trip. And from what I understand, uh, in, in Adams, which is a seven-mile trip from where I live, um, and North Adams is another two miles up Route 8 from there. And by the way, people, you can drive on Route 8 or Route 2. Um, route 2 will take you into Boston, and it is the most incredible trip through the Mohawk Valley and everywhere else along the route. It'll take you longer than getting on um, the um, Mass Pike which is 130 miles, and it'll take you two, two and a half hours to get from Boston to um, the western part of Massachusetts where we live in, in the Berkshires. And you know when you've arrived in the Berkshires. Um, it, it, it's like somebody lifted the curtain on the stage, and you just know you've entered someplace magical. Stay with me. We'll be right back. Stephanie Abrams here.
Your U.S. passport is the key to your international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. Standard processing is currently four to six weeks, and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call 1-877-487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler Enrollment Program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today. Rumors, Stephanie Abrams' novel of secrets, lies, and conspiracies that ensnare the lives of ordinary people in a tightening web that all starts with rumors. Available at Amazon.com in print and Kindle formats and BarnesandNoble.com. Rumors by Stephanie Abrams, the perfect leisure time companion. Coast to coast with the most travel professionals and the best business and leisure travel information. Travel with Stephanie Abrams and on-air traveling companion Dave. The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest, where it snows year-round. Santa's Workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year. And the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday. Or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. Where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. Movie show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com slash blog. That's s-a-b-r-a-m-s dot com slash blog and at biztv.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. Ah, 
Ah, Curacao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curacao's capital city, Willemstead, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com or call toll free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222. It's travel with Stephanie Abrams. One thing is clear. My guest, Keiko Oral, who is the executive director of the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism, based in Boston, is going to have to come back with some frequency to fill us in on everything there is to see and do and what's going on in Massachusetts, and especially as... Things like festivals and other kinds of attractions uh, either reopen or, you know, are implemented. Um, it's many, some of which have been curtailed uh, by necessity during this corona business. But um, we're expecting that to get itself under control. And um, in the meantime, Massachusetts has so much outdoors to offer that you could travel, get in your car, not having to worry about who else has been in it except you, and visit and really never interface with other people in any close proximity because we have so much outdoorsy space. Um, I just wanted to add one more thing to the story about uh, Susan B. Anthony's house in Adams. Um, we've actually had them on the air with us uh, more than once. Uh, I just learned, because we've been out of the country most of this year, uh, marooned in Ireland, unable to get home. But I only recently found out that a statue of Susan B. Anthony has been commissioned, and it's going to be placed in a park that's just as you get into Adams, we're coming in from the southern end of Adams. And that's going to add to the statue of McKinley, uh, the president who visited uh, Adams uh, during his lifetime, I'm happy to say. And so um, it's a charming, darling town. Um, and so, and just up the road from me. But are there outdoorsy places that you particularly want to mention, Keiko? There, there are, but I just have to go back to the statue of Susan B. Anthony. There was some, some press coverage of the Susan B. Anthony statue, and, and I did hear that people went to travel to Adams to find the statue and only to see that there was road work being done and the statue was covered. So uh, please check before you go. And again, with oh, any it's of not these attractions. Yet. No, they haven't done an unveiling yet. I don't know. Hold on a second. Let me ask my producer husband. Is it going in next to the McDonald's, Mark? Yes. Okay. So there's a little park. When you get on Route 8, when you come in, there's a traffic signal there. 
and you've got the BART school, which is a charter school. You've got uh, the post office, the U.S. post office on the, I mean, driving north, and those are on the left side of the road. And right after that, you've got Adams Town Hall. And on the right, at that corner, you've got McDonald's. So you can't miss it. And they have a drive-through, which is still operating because it's closed. They're doing some redecorating there. Next to the McDonald's, right on the corner, is a little park. And they have dug up that park. That's the construction that's going on. And they've, they're making it, I don't know what they're doing. They're making it uh, to, to be worthy of having Susan B. Anthony's statue. So the statue is going to be there right next to the McDonald's at probably the most important intersection in the town of Adams. So you won't, you won't miss it when, when it's finally unveiled. But right now it's got, you know, construction fencing around it and they're busily trying to get it finished so uh, that it is what it is <laughs> well we were there and in adams it was it was lovely just to explore a little town and we have 351 little cities and towns across the state um, 78 of them are coastal we have millions of acres of forest we have the scenic mountains of of the berkshires to the farmland to cranberry bogs in my neck of the woods. And and there are a lot of things, as you said, to do outdoors and, and that are safe, that are, are healthy, and uh, that really will help people get through this difficult time. That's, we're, we're encouraging people to, to stay strong and really check out visitma.com to start planning where you can go, creating new memories, um, you know, not not getting down on our current situation, but staying strong and and finding something different to do. You can do it right here in Massachusetts. And if you arrive in Boston, uh, check to make sure these things are running because because of COVID, lots of schedules Correct. changed. Right. And, and even things that you expect to be open aren't open or they're operating on different schedules. But in general, when things are running properly, you can go from Boston to Salem on a ferry, which is a lovely way yes. to arrive. And when you get to Salem where the ferry docks, you can walk from the ferry to the Peabody Essex Museum, which is a museum founded by sailors who brought back artifacts from all over the world. We've run out of time. Please come back again. Stay with me. More to come. This is Stephanie Abrams and we're flying high. Welcome to Travel with Stephanie Abrams. Well, a big welcome to this hour. Please remember that if you miss any part of today's show, you want to re-listen to any show, you want to share a show with a friend who maybe you want to make some grand travel plans with, you can find everything archived with show notes and links to the relevant websites of our guests at sabrams.net. And remember, it's .net, um, S-A-B-R-A-M-S.net, .com was, if, if you're just tuning in for the first time or you've been away from us for some time, the 18th of August was the day that will live in infamy. Uh, when uh, sabrams.com and 19 years worth of photos and stories and blogs and archived audio uh, was crashed by some nefarious deed makers. 
we have happily archives of all kinds of things, and it's just a time-consuming process to rebuild what used to be. Uh, we've made a good dent in that, but everything since August in terms of archived audio, easy for you to say, archived audio, and um, I really, it, it sets me into a panic attack when I just think about what went on and why such a thing would happen to us. But in any event, you'll find the archived audio under um, Travel with Stephanie Abrams radio shows on the homepage of um, sabrams.net. And you'll also find um, a photo of me with uh, my senior producer, David Isby, uh, and the back of Louise McHugh, who used to be the CEO of the Berkshire Historic Society in our studio doing an interview about Herman Melville, the author of Moby Dick and other literature. His home is here in our county where we live in Western Massachusetts. So, um, because it's, it's infrequent when we have a guest in our studio. Um, we live in the northwest corner of Massachusetts up in the mountains. And so most of the time we're going off face to face to visit with our guests, um, but not so much this year. <laughs> so, and when we're not traveling, we do all of our interviews by telephone. And luckily today, I'm going to be taking you off uh, to visit a place I haven't I'm, we're going to visit with a hotelier I haven't met in a place I've been to many times, but not into that hotel, which is fairly new. Uh, and that place is in Belfast, where an iconic exhibit commemorating the Titanic and its fateful end um, is located. It's a remarkable exhibit to visit. And this hotel is quite nearby because it's pretty much right there. And we had the pleasure, I, and it, I, I'm sure it was prior to this hotel, uh, the um, Titanic Hotel Bel Belfast, uh, prior to it opening, um, we were actually at the Titanic Belfast exhibit. I hate to call it a museum, uh, it's a really unique attraction with even a Disney-like flair with a kind of ride that you you step into. And uh, if you've ever been to a Disneyland or Disney World and you've gone on the Peter Pan ride, you know how the Peter Pan ride, you step in and it takes you flying over the city of London? Well, you step into a gizmo like that and it takes you next to... Um, reproductions of the area where a uh, Titanic was built but you're the the building is actually right at the harbor place where Titanic was built and while you can find Titanic exhibits in the United States uh, owned by a guy and spearheaded, built by the vision of a fellow. I want to say his first name is John. His last name is Jocelyn. I've had him on the air a couple of times. Nicest fellow. He built a Titanic exhibit in Branson, Missouri, and he built another one in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, where Dollywood, Dolly Parton's place is. 
And while he has um, bona fide memorabilia and they've built a reproduction of the famous iconic stairway, these are reproductions in a place in America. Whereas when you go to Belfast, you're in the real deal where the ship was built. And they're very clear to remind you Everyone you meet associated with anything Titanic, they're very clear to remind you it was in good shape when it left Belfast. But in any event, it's quite a remarkable experience, and we had the pleasure of being there on April 12th, 2012, three days before the 100th anniversary of the sinking of Titanic. And the the building was open 10 days at the time. If you go to sabrams.net, look for the big photo on the homepage of me in my favorite watermelon t-shirt, which I got in Bonaire, uh, which is right next to Curacao and Aruba. Um, and I'm, I'm at Marineland, which is the name of the town, but in the building called Marineland and in Florida, Behind, standing behind an antique movie camera that they used to use to do underwater filming through a window under the Atlantic Ocean that they built at this spot. And for those of you who have either seen it on cable TV or are old enough to have seen it on TV, the show SeaWorld, no, not SeaWorld, Sea Hunt with Lloyd Bridges, Jeff Bridges' dad, um, they used to film there, and they filmed something, the, the underwater sea monster movies. They filmed them there through that window. They didn't swim underneath with the cameras. They didn't have cameras that were waterproof then. And so if you click on that photo of me with this antique camera at Marineland, under it it says Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams. I want to say it's something like episode... 10 or 11 maybe um it's called of it's episode nine people memory is serving me episode nine of titanic proportions and it starts out in belfast interviewing the then ceo of titanic belfast tim husbands and the then marketing director claire bradshaw and um, from there, we go off to visit in Lahardan in County Mayo, where they built a memorial park to the 14 people from Adderquil Parish who sailed on Titanic, of which 11 did not make it. And so um, it's a really fascinating uh, episode, if she says so humbly and modestly. So I want to take you off to Belfast with me today in this hour. And we're going to visit with Adrian McNally, the general manager of Titanic Hotel Belfast. And uh, while we, while you listen to this important message, you can check out TitanicHotelBelfast.com. And we'll catch up right after this. Guests of Stephanie Abrams' travel shows when here in the Berkshires of Western Massachusetts stay at the delightful and trendy boutique Hotel on North. Visit their website at hotelonnorth.com. I am delighted to introduce you to Adrian McNally, the general manager of Titanic Hotel Belfast, located in Belfast, Northern Ireland. 
and literally a hop and a jump from the Titanic Belfast exhibit, which memorializes the ship and its passengers in a very personal way when you go to visit that you really feel like um, uh, you knew all these people by the time you leave uh, the exhibit. How far are you exactly from the Titanic Belfast exhibit itself, Adrian? Well, hello, Stephanie. We are less than 100 yards from the front entrance of Titanic Belfast. Oh, that's super. We are their closest neighbor. And thank you for giving it to us in yards so that my audience doesn't have to start converting from meters. (laughs) 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 That's a blessing. Um, Exactly when um, did the hotel open for the first time to accept guests? We, we welcomed our first guests on the 10th of September, 2017. Uh, so you're barely three years old. Correct. We're, uh, still, we're still a baby. Yeah, well, and for a brand new hotel opening and getting slammed uh, with um, the coronavirus uh, situation, um, that's even tougher than it is for a well-established place. It really reminds me in a parallel of my very good friend, Dr. Tim Campbell, uh, who was a part of the pre-opening and launch and uh, is still the director of the St. Patrick Center, which is about 29 miles from you in County Down, uh, in the town of Down Patrick. So people coming to stay at your hotel uh, can easily get to visit there. And they opened on St. Patrick's Day and they had their grand opening. St. Patrick's Day, 2001. I mean, other than than this coronavirus business, can you think of another worse time to open something that is tourism related? You know, it's a hardship. But we help them get through and stay in business and attract visitors for when things became viable uh, in the universe. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to come right back uh, and learn all about... Uh, the Titanic Belfast Hotel and why you should be giving some thought to planning your next trip to that region uh, and this unique property. Don't leave me. We'll be right back. Stephanie Abrams here. show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern time. Plan to sit right beside me. 
We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com slash blog. That's S-A-B-R-A-M-S dot com slash blog and at biztv.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest, where it snows year-round. Santa's Workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year. And the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday. Or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. Where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. Ah, Curacao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curacao's capital city, Willemstead, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com or call toll-free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222. Your U.S. passport is the key to your international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. Standard processing is currently four to six weeks, and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call 1-877-487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler Enrollment Program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today. It's travel with Stephanie Abrams. Well, I am delighted to have Adrian McNally on the line with me. He's the uh, general manager 
of the Titanic Hotel Belfast. Um, literally, um, close your eyes while you're walking, and you know if you blink, you'll arrive from the hotel to the Titanic Belfast exhibit, which is a remarkable, authentic, entertaining, informative, um, marvelous experience uh, for travelers to the island that is Ireland. It's located in Belfast, Northern Ireland. And just beside it, I can't think of a hotel that would be more convenient to stay at. So um, you opened three years ago. At what point did you join the team? Were you there for the pre-opening, or did you come after it was open, Adrian? I hold the honor, Stephanie, of being the longest-serving member of uh, staff on the team. So I, I was here prior to the opening. So between uh, myself and uh, an executive team of, of um Human Resources Manager and Director of Sales and Marketing uh, and uh, 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 Operations Manager, we have put together the entire team uh, and made all of the, the the recruitment come to life, all the training come to life, uh, and uh, put the lights on, as I said, on the 10th of September, uh, 2017. Now, where were you before that? Uh, I have actually had a, a, a very illustrious career right across the world. I have spent uh, 15 years working in the United States. Where? Uh, primarily for Fairmont Hotels and Resorts. Uh, I started off with them in San Francisco. Uh, and I've also worked for um, Rosewood Hotels and for Ritz-Carlton Hotels. I opened the Ritz-Carlton in Powers Court uh, in County Wicklow here in Ireland. Oh, and for then, heaven's sakes. Okay. Yeah, then there was a, a recession back then that uh, ultimately made me move to Shanghai, China. So I was over there for two years as so well. Let, let so me I, ask you a about... question. When you were at Powers Court uh, uh, Hotel, which people is, it, it's in a wonderful place near, right near Powers Court Falls, which is a place that you cannot miss when you visit, and it's a hop and a jump from Dublin. Were you there, were you the GM before Damien O'Reardon arrived on the scene? Hey, what is it? I had already moved on uh, after Damien uh, came to the property. Okay. And but Damien is a personal friend of mine. We yeah, know each other well. Yeah, and uh, when, next time you talk to him, tell him Stephanie Abrams sends her love. He, he's in Sarasota I still, I think, at the Ritz-Carlton in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, and we actually went down and spent five days there because that's how long it takes to cover that property because it's spread out all over the place. The beach club is two miles from the hotel. The golf course is a, you know, down the road a piece. And then you've got the big grand hotel you know, itself. And a million food outlets. There's a lot to talk about there. So, But do give him my love if you speak to him before I do. Now, you said that you were at the Fairmont in San Francisco. I'm trying to remember um, I got Tom what? Tom, what's his last name? He was the GM Tom of the... Tom Wolf is the first concierge into the United States. No, that's not what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of, the, I'm sure his name is Tom, and for some reason his last name's not coming to me. He's a Scal member. I belong to Scal Boston. Do you belong to Scal Northern Ireland? No, but I will be relatively soon. I've been inaugurated by Yvonne uh, McElroy. She wants me to join the organization. Oh, well, get off those, you know, whatever, and go, go do it already. Yes, because you'd be a wonderful asset and uh, being a SCAL member. People, if you are a serious professional in tourism, you need to be a SCAL member. Go look up skal.org. 
um, and learn all about it. Find the chapter nearest to you. And if there isn't one, go gather up a bunch of people, talk to Scal, and uh, start a chapter. Um, we are a global organization, about 16,000 strong around the world. And while we were marooned in Ireland this year for uh, four of the five months we were in Ireland, uh, we were living in a house that we rented in uh, County Antrim. And um, I was contacted by Scal Northern Ireland, of which your sales director, uh, Yvonne McElry, um, is the president this year. And Portia Woods, who has a touring company that I think is called either a taste of the coast or a toast to the coast or something like that, where she takes people on tours that are food related around County Antrim. And Portia Woods would drop goodies at my doorstep. <laughs> Just surprises of local um, County Antrim food product and magazines. And <laughs> she was just as dear as she could be. But that's what happens when you're a Scowl member. But I'm going to come up with the name of Tom. He was the general manager of the Drake Hotel in Chicago. And then he was... Um, enticed by the Fairmont group and he went out to California and was the regional vice president for um, San Francisco. I, I believe it was Tom Klein, wasn't it? That's it. That's the man. But we'll be right back, people. Don't leave me. Portions of today's show brought to you by Curacao, offering vacationers cultural experiences wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture, a UNESCO World Heritage City on a southern Caribbean island with coves, beaches, and over 60 dive and snorkeling sites. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com. Your U.S. passport is the key to your international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. Standard processing is currently four to six weeks, and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call one 877 487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler Enrollment Program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today. Movie show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com slash blog. That's s-a-b-r-a-m-s dot com slash blog and at biztv.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. 
Curacao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curacao's capital city, Willemstead, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com or call toll free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222. The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop, where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest, where it snows year-round. Santa's Workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year. And the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday. Or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass., where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. Rumors, Stephanie Abrams' novel of secrets, lies, and conspiracies that ensnare the lives of ordinary people in a tightening web that all starts with rumors. Available at Amazon.com in print and Kindle formats and BarnesandNoble.com. Rumors by Stephanie Abrams, the perfect leisure time companion. Coast to coast with the most travel professionals and the best business and leisure travel information. Travel with Stephanie Abrams and on-air traveling companion David. It's travel with Stephanie Abrams. On the line with me, celebrating old home week. We call this travel geography. See, you thought travel geography was knowing where the beaches and the mountains are. <laughs> travel geography is knowing all the people on the inside of the industry. <laughs> who is the CEO? Who is the general manager? Who's the managing director of what airline, cruise line, hotel, whatever, and all the anecdotal stories of your experiences working with them and knowing them, not just having read about them or having, you know, shaken a hand at some travel convention. So um, I don't know how I managed um, to, or I, how you managed to elude me <laughs> because we've been passing one another like ships in the night for the longest time. It's great to have you on the air with me. Let's talk about um, your experience at the Titanic Hotel Belfast. And remember, people, you can check out uh, at sabrams.com. Excuse me, that's gone. At sabrams.net, under Adrian McNally's name, uh, you will find a link to the hotel. So if you're driving, don't worry about 
writing it down or trying to remember titanichotelbelfast.com, but it's an easy one to remember, isn't it? So um, the hotel itself, the people that built it had some kind of vision beyond let's create a place where people can sleep that's not far from or is right on top of the Titanic Belfast exhibit because there are lots of options in Belfast and in short driving distance around Belfast. Certainly being at the location where the exhibit is is a tremendous advantage. But, you know, if if you're going to come and visit the region, maybe you're not going to visit the uh, Titanic Belfast because you were there three months ago or six months ago because there are people like me who go to Ireland two to four times a year, whether it's business or pleasure. And so what was it in their vision that they felt they could offer besides location, which is tremendous, that would attract people to this property as opposed to the many options there are in the region? Stephanie, what we try to provide at Titanic Hotel Belfast would be a very immersive experience into all things Titanic with our location next to the Titanic Belfast visitor attraction. Uh, We are primarily uh, a backup support for uh, the, the, the tourism offering in this part of the city. So we have got, um, the, the, the history of the building, actually, if I can step a little bit back, the drawing offices were built in the I 1880s. Have, so I, I, have to, I have to stop you for just a second. the creation of Titanic Hotel Belfast. I, I have to stop you uh, for just a second. the Harland and Wolf uh, offices. Uh, the Harland and Wolf, as we know, were the, the shipbuilders of Titanic. And uh, we uh, were the offices right up until the 1980s. The building became derelict. And then uh, a developer called Pat Doherty, who owns Arc Court Developments, he decided that there was a vision uh, for tourism in Belfast and what better building to turn into uh, a hotel than our own. And after two and a half years of a renovation, uh, we then were ready to open in 2017. Now, I I guess... um... Um, you couldn't hear me, but you may have heard, and I'm sure my audience did, my assistant in the background, who has a great deal to say, because you know, uh, we're broadcasting from home. Um, I haven't been to my studio since before we left for Ireland in February this year. And while we got back in July, I haven't been back in my studio since, but my team goes in because they're brave and clever and following protocols. But we're broadcasting from home. And so you may have heard my assistant in the background. Her name is Erin Gowoof. And Erin is an English Springer Spaniel. And she's just gorgeous. But every now and then she has something to say. So I have to tell you, Adrian, whatever you were saying um, affected her greatly. And I think she's very interested in coming uh, to Northern Ireland to Belfast and visit. And when I get her... Th- process through the pet scheme so that she doesn't have to be quarantined for six months on arrival. We can take care of all that paperwork beforehand. When I come over with her, that'll be the signal to everybody, I'm not coming back. <laughs> would, would your hotel be pet friendly or uh, we're going to have to make other arrangements? 
I, what is it? We can be dog friendly. It still wouldn't be a common practice in uh, Northern Ireland to, to travel with your dog, in particular if you're coming in from international because of strict uh, quarantine uh, regulations. But uh, generally, uh, people will leave their dogs with uh, family and friends whenever they come to a hotel because uh, they, they, it's a bit like they leave their children behind them as well because they just want to get away. Yeah, well, um, when I come over with Aaron. Um, I'll be looking to stay somewhere while we're looking for a house. So <laughs> it's going to happen one of these days. But she's quite the Brit because she's an English Springer Spaniel. But we did name her Erin Go Woof. And, um, and she's darling. You'll, you'll find pictures of her on my website. <laughs> In any event, I just thought it was very, she's always so quiet. But whatever you were saying really stimulated her imagination. So I think she wants to come. It, it could and, be the accent. She could be very fond of an Irish accent, Stephanie. That, well, that could be it indeed. So um, how many accommodations, uh, sleeping accommodations, do you have? And how many heads and beds can you occupy at, at maximum? We have a total of 119 guest rooms and suites. Uh, and most of them all would take double occupancy, but we have got six family rooms as well. So, you know what, we can have up on uh, maybe 100, or sorry, 250, 260 guests in-house uh, on any given night uh, at full occupancy. You know, so we, we have a huge ground floor space uh, between bars and restaurants, etc. So it never feels as if you are uh, cramped or on top of people. It, it is a beautiful uh, public space in the hotel. Do you find that um, you have a lot of interest for people who travel for business? And do you have meeting room space as well as uh, the kind of space we'd call ballroom space? We, we do. We're very fortunate in the fact that uh, this part of Belfast has got a lot of business parks. So we do cater for the international uh, business traveler. Uh, we have got uh, great meeting space as well between uh, boardrooms and a ballroom. So we would do a lot of midweek uh, residential conference business. And then uh, the ballroom is, is so unique with so much natural daylight coming into it. Uh, we have now proved ourselves to be a, a highly recommended wedding venue. So we do a lot of, of weddings over the course of the year, in particular in spring, summer and fall. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, that's marvelous. Um, what is the style of the hotel? I mean, it's a new build. It's barely three years old. It, it, is the focus entirely on being contemporary modern, or is there some connectivity to the kind of Gilded Age look of Titanic? Only 36 rooms out of the 119 are actually new that were built uh, for the, the opening of the hotel. Uh, the remaining rooms are all built inside the old red brick original office space uh, of the Harland and Wolf offices. So those 83 rooms uh, would have the, the beautiful high ceilings that would be uh, well known for, for buildings of the early oh, of uh, 20th century. Uh, the architecture uh, is quite art deco. Uh, certainly the interior design would play on an art deco theme because that would have been in style whenever Titanic uh, was getting uh, built and fitted out. So they, there is no real part of the hotel that you would say is contemporary modern. 
uh, it would all be very classic. Uh, now, the other thing to remember is because it was office space and it is heritage, we then we don't have any carpet in public areas. It is all still tiled floors, uh, the parquet floors, etc. So. You know, it, it is a very different experience and so much different uh, to other modern hotels that have got built. Uh, we have been very fortunate to, to do more than them in occupancy because we are a little bit of a different experience. Wow. Wow. Now, you know, it, it, you mentioned people having weddings um, on site and um, and wedding receptions on site. Um, can you give us some insights into the catering capabilities of your property? Absolutely. Uh, we just recently won, uh, earlier on in the summer, we won Best a Hotel Restaurant on the Island of Ireland. Oh my gosh! Uh, we we wow. would be well known for our uh, quality of food and beverage in the hotel. So. You know, we, we, we can do a, a, a lunch or a dinner for 250 in the ballroom. The capacity of the main bar is about 150 to 160, and we can do 130 in the restaurant all simultaneously. Uh, and I, I have to say uh, congratulations to our culinary uh, brigade. Uh, they are absolutely outstanding, and uh, we are, as, as I said, within three years, we have won uh, Best Hotel Restaurant in Ireland Award. Uh, for our, our, what I like to call refined dining rather than fine dining because I think that uh, the modern customer uh, much prefers uh, a more casual but very, very uh, good quality food dining experience rather than uh, sometimes the, the old stuffy service that, uh, that I have trained through in my many years uh, working in the industry. But people still love that little casual uh, but still good quality approach to a dining experience. Would I know your executive chef? Did I lose you? No, I'm still here. Yes, our oh, executive chef, Nigel Mannion. I don't think I know him. Where was he before he came to you? Uh, he's worked in Belfast. Uh, he's a, has he, worked? he has worked in the United States many years ago. Um, but he uh, he was most recently at the Radisson in Belfast. Uh, he was there for, for many, many years. Okay. And he really wanted a new experience and, and to try something new. And I was very fortunate to get him. Okay. You know, I'm so glad that um, my just random question about food, because if you're going to be just at a hotel in a big city, m most of the time the... Um, the hotel, uh, it, it, most of the time, the restaurant loses money in hotels because it has to be there for room service and breakfast and, you know, the odd lunch and dinner. But in most cities, there's so much restaurant competition that people tend not to eat in the hotel. And so when you've got a hotel that has a restaurant that is so appealing that it and not only does it appeal to the guests who had enough sightseeing enough running around for the day and really want to be close to their accommodation to have their dinner and relax go to the bar and then head back to their room um and you also attract the locals that is such a stamp of approval 
And what's particularly interesting to me is how many Americans still walk around harboring tales from their granny or an aunt who went to Ireland in the 1980s and came back with stories about how awful the food was. Because the food in Ireland since 1995 is as top-notch, gourmet, delicious, wonderful, wholesome, fabulous as any major hub of good food in the world you can think of. And to be, there's so much competition in Ireland that to be the top winner of best hotel restaurant on the island that's Ireland, holy smoke, I'd come to your place just to have a meal. Stay with me. We'll be right back talking with Adrian McNally at the Titanic Hotel Belfast in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Don't leave me. international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. Standard processing is currently four to six weeks, and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call 1-877-487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler Enrollment Program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today. Rumors, Stephanie Abrams' novel of secrets, lies, and conspiracies that ensnare the lives of ordinary people in a tightening web that all starts with rumors. Available at Amazon.com in print and Kindle formats and BarnesandNoble.com. Rumors by Stephanie Abrams, the perfect leisure time companion. Coast to coast with the most travel professionals and the best business and leisure travel information. Travel with Stephanie Abrams and on-air traveling companion David. The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest, where it snows year-round. Santa's Workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year. And the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday. 
or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass., where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. Movie show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com slash blog. That's s-a-b-r-a-m-s dot com slash blog and at biztv.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. Ah, Curacao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curacao's capital city, Willemstead, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit curacao.com or call toll free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222. It's travel with Stephanie Abrams. On the line with me, live from Belfast, Ireland, at the Titanic Hotel Belfast, is General Manager Adrian McNally. Um, I, I'm I'm really stuck in the last segment we did, uh, Adrian, because there is such competition between hotels on the island that is Ireland for excellence in food service. And this is a revolution that started 25 years ago, now going into 26 years ago, where the bland diet of pub grub and shepherd's pie and fish and chips and mushy peas and 15 kinds of potatoes at every meal. Um, And I'm not kidding people. Even today, you sit down for a meal in a restaurant in Ireland, for, you come in for dinner, and you will find on the table everything from uh, boiled potatoes, mashed potatoes, which they call champ, um, uh, Lyonnaise potatoes, French fries, I mean, the steak fries, chunky fries. Uh, the, the potatoes just keep coming. I think it's a kind of in-your-face to the starvation that took place in the 1840s in Ireland. But um, today, not only the quality of the food, the preparation, 
but also the presentation. Uh, we go out, we eat often in the hotel that we're staying in, A, because we're just too tired to go running out. And B, because it's one more arm of what is that hotel about and the quality of what they offer, what they serve, how they present it, and their food service staff and the ambiance of the dining room. It's all part of the hotel experience. And there is unbelievable competition in Ireland. If I had to make a list of the top 20 hotel restaurants, I'd have a really tough time because there are hundreds that I can think of. And it would be very difficult to say which one is really number one. But you have been winning at the Titanic Hotel Belfast some significant attention. So can you share that with my audience? Because this is primo and kudos to you. Thank you, Stephanie. Would we, I, I suppose they, my, I have a passion for food. I, I just absolutely adore it. And <laughs> I, when, whenever I moved to San Francisco in 1994, oh, wow. we all know how, uh, how much of a culinary uh, oh, experience yes. you can get with the, the fine restaurants in San Francisco. I brought that passion back. Uh, and I'm glad that so many of us have returned to the island of Ireland after having worked internationally and do understand the value of uh, quality dining in a hotel. Uh, I, I can't express that enough to your listeners, that you are going to get a wonderful dining experience uh, across the island of Ireland, and in particular here at Titanic Hotel Belfast. Absolutely. But you've won some serious awards. And so why don't we just focus for a minute on the uh, the third party attention you've gotten i mean it's one thing for for you to t- to just talk about from your own experience comparing the titanic hotel belfast to other places in the world that you've been and you've worked but you've gotten outside third party endorsement by winning awards so maybe you can repeat that for my audience Sure. We uh, also just won uh, Best Hotel in Northern Ireland on the World Travel Awards. Uh, Again, it's done by public vote. So the the, the public have confidence in us and and they're telling us that we're going in the right direction. So uh, we're we're very proud of our achievements and I'm very proud of the team that's been able to deliver that experience to both our uh, domestic uh, guests here from the island of Ireland and also to our international guests. Uh, who want to come over and, and see what our uh, genuine hospitality is all about over in, in this little part of the world. And it's not as if there's no competition in Northern Ireland, people. Um, I want you to go go to Google and put in Trivago, T-R-I-V-A-G-O, Trivago, Top Hotels Northern Ireland, Stephanie Abrams. And you're going to get my rebuttal to a list put out by Trivago a few years ago, and I'm sure it was before your hotel opened, in which they rated the top hotels in Northern Ireland. And I don't know what top meant to the people who voted in this thing. Um, If it meant the cheapest, uh, the most popular among the masses, I don't know what it meant. But I can tell you, I never heard of most of those hotels. 
And when I looked them up, it wasn't a place I would recommend to you. So I wrote my own top 20 hotels in Ireland. And I regret that this happened before I knew anything about your property because it probably happened before your property was open. But I can't wait to know more about it. Thank you so much for joining us today. More to come. We're flying high.